Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to Living Waters Flowing. I am Nina Menace. It is a pleasure to be before you as always. And it is Sunday, May the 29th. And it is always just so good to be here with you. I do have a word from the Lord. I'm going to keep my my pleasantries very short. So I just want to say those who are returning, thank you for returning and listening to me today. Also, those who are new to the podcast, welcome, welcome. And I hope that you are blessed and as well as shouting out my Facebook group, Um, Queens of God, God bless you all, and I love each and every one of you. This word is weighing very heavy on me, y'all. So it's a very important word. God is speaking to us, and he's speaking to us in a deep way. So I need you to put on your spiritual ears and hear what the Lord is saying, okay? So I'm just going to jump right into it, jump right into prayer. Father God, we thank you. We love you. We cherish every moment that we that we have with you, Lord. Lord, we thank you right now for your word coming forth with power and great authority. Lord, we thank you right now that we we see the tragedies that are going on in the earth, Lord, and we thank you that you are taking the time to address the root of this, God. Lord, we thank you right now that you are God who sees, who knows, and who cares, who lovingly reaches out your arms of comfort for all of those who have lost loved ones and all of those who are have been affected by the shootings that have taken place in Buffalo, New York, in California, in Uvalde, Texas. God, we thank you, God, that you are right there in the midst in the name of Jesus. And Lord God, right now, The responsibility and the weight of this word is prevalent, Lord. So I completely decrease myself. I completely decrease, God, and I ask that you increase, that you would take complete control of the words of my mouth. Lord, think through my mind and do what it is that you want to do through this podcast today, God, for your people and for your glory. Lord, touch, heal, and deliver. In the mighty name of Jesus, God, I pray. Amen. So, y'all, I got to get right into it because it is a lot of word. And when I say a lot, a lot. So um, get your notepads ready. And we're just going to go in. So the topic today is we must fight this where it begins. In the spirit. Again, we must fight this where it begins. In the spirit. So God has been speaking to me concerning the recent shootings that happened in Uvalde, Texas, and Buffalo, New York. Also, there was one in in California. There has been shootings that have been happening, and seems like since Columbine in 1999, there has been just a constant movement of these types of murders and and these senseless acts that have occurred in our nation. And from what I know, we're the only nation that has this issue. We're the only one that has this ongoing problem. And of course, we always say, well, it's because of the government. It's because they can't come together. It's because there's not any sufficient background um, laws and, and different things that will stop different types of weapons from being sold, 
um, automatic uh, weapons from being sold to everyday citizens. These things need to be stopped. And I completely agree. Now, I am not one to come up against um, the First Amendment rights. I do um, respect the carrying of an, um, a firearm respectfully um, and with the intention of protection and for hunting, but not for taking human lives, not for not to be used in evil ways, but I do respect that. So I'm not one that, that that's against guns. But as we know, our government has been funded heavily by a lot of the gun lobbyists, a lot of the NRA lobbyists. So we know what we're dealing with in the, in the natural. We know that this is a money, a money game. We know that a lot of politicians, and I have to say primarily Republicans, have been funded by the NRA, which has a firm grip on our government as it relates to guns. Now, that's not opinion, that's fact. But God wants us to reach down way underneath the surface of this. So we're looking at the we're looking at man and we're looking at the injustices that takes place and how things are handled and and how there's cover-ups going on and how how there are things that are playing out before us that are not that are not right, that are not fair that has cost human lives and no one wants to take responsibility. That's what we see on the outside. And God wants us to know that our prayers, because we've been praying as a nation, as Christians in this nation, we have been praying for gun laws. We have been praying that the, that we get people in the office of the government in in the Senate on the state uh, representatives, um, in the House of Representatives, we pray that we get someone who has a heart to want to do the right thing concerning guns. But we have not seen that because money has been more important to most of them. And that's just a fact. So what we have to do is we have to know that our prayers that we've been praying since Columbine started they are still effective. Do not give up on the power of prayer. Do not become weary. In Galatians 6 and 9, it says, And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. And as it relates to prayer, what is God saying? God wants us to continue to pray. And not just pray, regular prayers, he wants us to go into warfare mode. Amen. Because that is where this is. This right here has been, has pushed us into a deeper level and a deeper responsibility to go deeper in prayer, to go more violent against the enemy in prayer. So let me, let me go here because God took me to first Peter five and eight. And this is in the King James Version. 1 Peter 5 and 8, it reads, Be sober. And what does sober mean? I'm just going to stop right there. Sober means seriousness, lack of access in what will alter the mind, soundness of thought. Continuing with the scripture, be sober, 
be vigilant, which means to be alert, watchful, because your adversary, the devil, is as a roaring lion, walking about, seeking whom he may devour. This is what he does. This is what he does 24 hours a day, seven days a week. He does it every second of the day. He is organizing. He is charging demons, demonic forces, evil spirits. See, this is what the real fight is about. The fight is not with man. It is not with human frailty here. We are dealing with demonic forces and demonic spirits. It says in Ephesians 12, and I'm reading from the NIV first, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. In the King James Version, it says, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities. To pause right there, principalities mean the position or authority of a prince or chief ruler continuing with the scripture against powers against the rulers of the darkness of this world against spiritual forces of wickedness in high places so we're not dealing with just the flaws and the mental illness of a human being what, where do you think mental illness or some mental illness stems from? It's a spiritual thing. Everything begins as a spirit. See, we, we battle. The battle is truly in the spirit realm. That's where it begins. And see, the devil has organized kingdoms. See, let, let's, let's take a closer look into this. The devil has organized kingdoms. So when we look at the spirit realm, just like with the military, just like the military has rankings in the military, the enemy has rankings in in the position demons that he put in place, evil spirits, aerial and territorial principalities over over cities, over, over states, over nations over countries this is um, this is basically what our what the spirit realm is made of see it starts in the spirit realm the spirit realm there's rankings in the spirit there of evil spirits demonic forces evil spirits that try to infiltrate minds and hearts and that turns man against man, woman against woman, children against each other, that implants thoughts in the minds of people to try to play off of their weaknesses, play off of their um, the things that trigger them, um, the things that, that they find as an injustice, and play off of those things and continue to, to plant seeds in that person's mind. So basically... When, when I say that the devil has an organized kingdom, all of them have missions. They have individual assignments. They have territorial assignments in the spirit realm and in the earth. That is why when we encounter attacks from people, 
in our minds, in our finances, in our health. Many times these are spiritual attacks, not natural occurrences. See, when we go through a period, now I know we could probably all relate to this, where we've been under attack from one person and then one person turns into a group of people and it seems like all of them group up and come up against you in one way or another or you end up having some financial difficulties that seem to snowball into losing a house or a car or um, some property or, or almost losing your business or losing a business. These things snowball because the enemy is after our faith and he is also after the people of God, period, because we are children of God. We are the righteousness of God through Christ Jesus. See, the devil was kicked out of heaven, remember? Lucifer was kicked out of heaven. And he has been he's been mad ever since. He's been wanting to get at God in every possible way, and he knows his time is short. So he will use anybody and anything to come up against the people of God to bring tragedy into the earth, to shake the foundations of our faith, to to cause us to live in fear and doubt and unbelief, to cause us to doubt God and to to doubt his, his protection and his love for us and his sovereignty. That's what his job is. So when the attack is on a larger scale that involves murder, abuse of any kind, Racism, hate, lust, perversion amongst people, anger, rage, causing uprising, witchcraft, sorcery. This is the result of the presence and the actions of higher ranking demons and principalities. See, they set up camp and they group up and they collectively come up against people. They collectively come together and use people. Now let me let me deal with this a little bit. When I say come up against people and use people, I'd say coming up against the people of God, coming up against people who have a good heart, people who truly want to do the right thing, people who God seems to have special attention or special protection um, around or even people who have a calling on their lives and who don't know the crest, the complete, the completeness of it. They're running from it because they feel like they can't live the life, but the enemy knows that if they come to the knowledge of the truth of who they are, then they will be a threat to their kingdom, a threat to their plots, plans, and schemes in the earth. So they try to come up against the people of God. And so they will use people who are not of God. And it's, it, it is absolutely true that someone can be possessed by demons and evil spirits. It is absolutely true. And the ones that can be um, 
possessed by demons and demonic forces are people who are not believers, people who are not people of God, people who have come up with belief, come through belief systems, patterns of thinking, who have connected in many various ways um, with dark forces and, and spiritual wickedness. And it can come through a multitude of avenues. It can come through violent games. It can come through um, dealing with um, forms of witchcraft that they think is innocent. And it comes out that those particular spirits come in and embody them. This is real stuff. This is not scary. I'm not trying to scare anybody, but this is just really what's going on. So when we say that the enemy uses people, he does. And also he will use someone that is a believer. Sometimes a believer, even though he cannot possess that person, can't can't possess that person because the Holy Spirit lives within them. But he will try to use their insecurities, their triggers, different things that will keep them in a certain mindset. He'll he'll take the strongholds that have been set up in their mind through what they've experienced. And sometimes we'll use that to come up against other believers or to come up against just anyone. But again, the enemy cannot possess that person, but he can torment them if they are dealing with those types of spirits or or some type of spiritual attack in their mind and in their heart. So we have to see and know that this thing is absolutely spiritual absolutely spiritual. So when we see a pattern or cycle of gun violence and mass murders, this is the result of a spiritual assignment carried out by forces of evil that have planted seeds in the minds of a human being and then kept it watered by hate, by rage, by violent imagery, and that have connected with other spirits until it gave birth to a murdering spirit within that person. This is what has gone on. These people are not just, they don't just wake up one day and say, you know what? Mm, I think I'm going to shoot up a school. You know what? Mm, I think I'm going to shoot up a, a, a grocery store. I'm going to shoot up a mall. I'm going to shoot up a club. I'm going to go here. No, these things are planned. These things, like I said before, the enemy has an organization. Okay. This is a a kingdom, an organization of demonic forces, spirits. All of these things are, is an organized situation here. It's, It's not something that just, just happenstance and they don't pick, pick, pick people randomly. They know who they can use to carry out their will and their purpose. They know down even in through the bloodline on who would be the perfect candidate to carry out their will in the earth. This is the prince of the air, remember? The devil, Lucifer, is the prince of the air. So he knows 
who's out there and what they can use. So when we deal with this, we have to deal with this on a spiritual level. This is what we have to do as a people of God. We can't see this as just a government problem. We can't see this as just a problem with um, humanity and someone that's just evil and that has a mental problem. There are a lot of people with mental problems that do not go around shooting people. So we can't use mental illness for everything, though it can be a part of that. But like I said, mental illness does not always lead to murder. It has to be a spirit behind it. Amen. I know many people who have mental illness and they lead normal lives and and they may have to be on medication, but they are not going around trying to hurt and harm anybody. So we have to take the stigma off of that. So when this murdering spirit enters that person, it results in the loss of innocent lives and the deepest pain and devastation in families, friends, a city, a state, a nation. Where does it all start? In the spirit realm. So please take this to heart, everybody. We are not powerless. We are not hopeless. We have the weapons to fight. The true battle is in the spirit realm. And our instruction manual starts with the word of God. That is where we become aware, acquainted with every weapon that is at our disposal. To start, we have to suit up. We have to put on our armor first. So let's go to Ephesians 6, 10 and 17. I'm sorry. Ephesians 6, 10 through 17. And I'm sorry, my my phone just got stuck. <laughs> so you may be there before me. So I'm going to read this out of the NIV version. It's finally be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the full armor of God so that you can stand. You can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, did you hear that? When the day of evil comes, so that means it's gonna happen. You may be able to stand your ground And after you have done everything to stand, stand firm. Then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish uh, flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Amen. So we were just talking about that, that our learning manual starts with the word of God. So we're seeing that there's a need to suit up. There's a need to 
suit up. Now, how do we do that? We have to get in the Word of God. We have to get in the Word of God. When it says, take up the shield of faith, how do you do that? Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the what? The Word of God. So that is what is going to extinguish the flaming arrows of the evil one. Because he's going to come at our minds and come at us in all kinds of ways. But that shield of faith ain't no joke. Amen? So then we're just going to learn what kind of weapons we do have. And what we have, what they are designed to destroy in the spirit realm. See, we want to learn about what weapons we have. A lot of people have played video games. And and I remember back in the day when I used to play video games. And I remember that playing, oh God, I'm going to date myself, Contra. We always wanted to have the best weapons on that game. <laughs> we wanted to have the best weapons. So um, we would always try to get to certain levels and, and get as many points or whatever so that we can get the best weapons to destroy the enemy with. So this is the same with this. And this is more real than anything. That we want to know what it is we are battling with. What is it that we that we need and what and how can we use them to destroy the enemy? Let's go to 2 Corinthians 10. And that's going to be verse 3 through 6. 2 Corinthians 10, verse 3 through 6 in the NIV version, it reads, For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. Verse 5, we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself against the knowledge of God and we take captive every thought to bring it to the obedience of Christ. And we will be ready to punish every act of disobedience once your obedience is complete. So verses 5 and 6 is specifically dealing with the battlefield of the mind. It's dealing with the mind. So that is where strongholds are built. What are strongholds? Strongholds are a collection of lies. They're a collection of thoughts that are lies. And they have formed false belief systems that are meant to deceive us, detour us, derail our lives, and ultimately to destroy our lives and this causes confusion in some people it causes them to live a life in a false reality or live in an alternate reality that is completely absent from the truth you know how you talk to someone and they are conspiracy theorists and these conspiracy theories are not based in truth whatsoever they can't find one fact to back up what they're saying. Um, they, they may be able to find some type of isolated coincidence, but it's not a fact 
It's not something that's documented and it's not connecting to what they are saying this conspiracy theory is about. So when you deal with people like that, that are conspiracy theorists, there is nothing you can say to them to change their mind. They're going to always come back with something that's going to back up what they believe is is the truth. Have you ever dealt with somebody like that? And the first thing you say is, well, where's the proof of that? Well, where, where, well, it says this, and this person said that, and they saw this and they, okay, well, that's some hearsay, but where's the facts? They can't tell you that, but they are so sold on the fact that this conspiracy theory is the absolute truth. That's a stronghold. That's a stronghold. That's a very good example of a stronghold. So this is why the word of God and being led by the Holy Spirit, which is known as the spirit of truth, is super important. That is why God tells us to be led by the spirit, to live life according to the spirit of God. That is why he's saying that. Why? Because he knows that the enemy traffics completely traffics in deception that is the chief that that is the devil's chief cornerstone spirit that encompasses all other spirits is the spirit of deception spirit of deception to make you believe think and feel things that are just not true that is just not reality So you think about all of these people who have been mass murderers, who have shot and taken the lives of innocent people all over this nation, all over the world. There's been mass shootings all over the world, of course. But it's always when you look into what the motive was, And when they look into the person's social media account, when they look into the person's background and and talk to friends and family, they always seem to be people that are detached from reality in some way, shape, or form. Think about it. Think about the people that have, and I don't want us to focus on these people, but just off of what you have known in passing, when they talk about the killers and those who have murdered many people or, or, or all of that, they have something in their mind and their belief system that causes them to push them into doing this for a cause, for a reason. Something is pushing them. Something is, has deceived them and, and got them thinking that this is something that has to be done. This is something that must be done. I must get rid of these people. I must end the lives of these people. I have to do it. And this is through demonic strongholds. When someone is bound and their life is controlled by these strongholds, the enemy fights to keep them from the word of God. Fights to keep them from the word of God. Fights to keep them from people of God in in most cases definitely don't want them to come into the spirit of God in any way shape or form 
So these people are absent from God, the spirit of God. That is the truth. We just we just talked about that, the spirit of truth. So now that we have suited up for battle, now that we have our weapons, what will we do with it now? We're going to fight. We're going to fight. Matthew 11 and 12. And I'm going to read this from the ESV version. Again, Matthew 11 and 12, it reads, and this is what Jesus said, from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven has suffered violence and the violent take it by force. Now we have heard the scripture many, many times, but now it's time to put that scripture into action. We as a church, we have been called to battle. We have been called to action. We have been given the weapons supernaturally by the power and authority of God and the spirit of God within us. We have been equipped with not only the weapons, but we have been equipped with the word of God. And not only that, a revelation of his word. When we get a revelation of God's word and that word becomes one with us, then when we go into battle, we have a confidence. We have a boldness in the spirit that comes up against demonic forces and spirits and looks at them as non, as being powerless against the spirit of God, against the power of God, because they are powerless against God. That is why God has raised us up in this time. We have, we have come to this time in, in this history, in the history of time and the time that we're in right now, we have been born for this battle in the spirit. He has equipped us for this. When we said, yes, Lord, I accept you as Lord and Savior. Use me, God. When we've come to the altar and we've cried out, use me, God, for your glory. This is part of him wanting to use you, wanting to use me. He wants us to fight. He wants to want us to fight in the spirit against these evil forces, against the demonic spirits that have set up camp. Now, it's not for us to be afraid because honestly, we have the spirit of God within us. We have the power of God within us. We have the glory of God surrounding us. We have the anointing and he has given us authority. Let's go to Luke 10 and 19. I didn't have this plan, but it came up in my mind. Let's go to Luke 10 and 19. It says, and this is Jesus speaking. I have given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and to overcome all. Did, Did it say all or did it say some? All the power of the enemy, nothing will harm you. So that means he doesn't want us to be afraid. He wants us to take up armor. He wants us to strap up. He wants us to get ourselves familiar with our weapons through going to the word of God, through getting revelation of his word and letting that revelation take shape and, 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 be like a, a, a sharpener for our weapons. 
to sharpen us, to embolden us, to use our weapons against the enemy. This is what God wants right now. So how do we do that? How do we do that? We start by praying in the spirit. Every day, those who have their spiritual language, I don't care if you think it is it is not strong or if you think that you you're not sure if what you're speaking is 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 that of God, ask God to refresh and renew your spirit and pray in the spirit. Pray earnestly. Also, number two, praying the word of God. You can't get no more powerful than that. Um, let's go. Ooh, I'm telling you, I'm all I'm all over the scriptures that I've been given. So hold on just a second. We're going to go to another scripture. Okay, I'm going to actually do that one last, y'all. I'm going to do that one last. But praying the word of God. Walking in our God-given authority by using the power of our words to take authority and destroy the plot, plans, and schemes of the enemy by it. By binding the enemy, rebuking the enemy, renouncing the power or canceling the assignments of the enemy by overthrowing and dismantling the powers of the enemy um, by applying the blood of Jesus and through decreeing and declaring the will of God in the earth and how will you know the will of God through his word and also by speaking to him and allowing him to reveal his will to you through the spirit of God amen The Holy Spirit will give you what his will is. I promise you, if you come into God and you're praying and you're availing yourself to say, Lord, whatever you want to do through me, whatever you want to say through me, I will do it. He will give it to you. He will give it to you. So we are powerful. Do you hear me? So it's time to fight the good fight of faith. That good fight of faith is in the spirit. Yes, we do want to take physical action. We do encourage protesting until something happens. We do um, want to write our lawmakers and put pressure on them to do the right thing concerning gun laws. Yes, we do. And we do want to, at the ballot box, when it's time to vote, Vote those people out that don't want to protect our children and our nation and put in people who care, who care about the lives that have been taken or the lives that are at risk by not having sufficient background checks. Absolutely. We do want to do those things, but all of those things should be secondary to praying in the spirit and to coming against this in our power and authority that God has granted us. So my final scripture, y'all, and this is going to be it, is going to be Psalms 44, 5 through 8. Psalms 44, 5 through 8. Okay. 
So that reads, Though we push back our enemies through your name, we trample our foes. I put no truth in my bow. No sword does not bring me victory. But you give us victory over our enemies. You put our adversaries to shame. In God, we make our boast all day long. And we will praise your name forever. So in the end of the day, it's God that's going to give us the victory. It's God that provided us with his spirit, have left it here with us to indwell us, to do the will of God, to remind us of what we need to do in the earth, to bring his word alive to us, to give us revelation, to help us in our times of weakness. He gave us the Holy Spirit. He left us with his word so that we can know his will, so that we can know the weapons of our warfare. See, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God, mighty through God in the pulling down of strongholds. So we just we just gave a detailed description of strongholds. And that's what we're dealing with. We're dealing with demonic strongholds. We're dealing with the power of darkness. We're dealing with the devil's kingdom manifesting all across this nation and other nations. But as it relates to gun violence, this is a principality. This is a murdering, deceptive spirit. It's a principality that has taken shape and that has went into the minds and hearts of people. And I hate to say it, but a lot of them are godless people. They do not believe in God or they know of God, but they are not living for God. They have not received God into their lives. And they have bowed their lives down to the spirit and have chosen to be used by the devil. This is what we're fighting. This is not a flesh and blood battle. This is something that we have to fight in the spirit. And God has given us victory. He has guaranteed us victory. But we have to come together as a church. We have to come together as the people of God and fight like we never have before. So, Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you for making us aware of what it is this is about. What this truly is about is about battling in the spirit against spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms, battling principalities, demons, demonic forces, evil spirits. Lord, we know what we know now as this is being a demonic battle. This is a spiritual battle that the enemy is trying to use to take out people in the earth, babies in the earth. This is a a form of evil that we have been experiencing in our nation for many years now. So Lord God, I ask God right now that you give us a passion for prayer, a passion, God, teach us the art of spiritual warfare. 
Lord, let us be led by your spirit to the word of God and open up the word of God to us like never before. And Lord God, I ask right now that your spirit, by your spirit, God, that your Holy Spirit would teach us, would give us detailed instructions on how to use the weapons of our warfare, to how to walk in the authority and the power that you've given us, how to go after demonic kingdoms and crush them in the name of Jesus and by the blood of Jesus, to come up against murdering spirits and demonic forces in in the heavenly realms, and to dismantle and cancel and cast down every plot, plan, and scheme of the enemy into the pits of fiery pits of hell from which they came. Lord God, give us the give us the fortitude, God, to go after the people and protect them by pleading the blood of Jesus over their lives and bringing under subjection every thought that is not in obedience to Christ Jesus. Lord, we thank you right now that even now you are empowering your people. You are letting them see that this is not about um, human influence. This is not about what we see on the outside. But Lord, we thank you that you have revealed your will and purpose. And that is in the spirit. That is by your spirit. Lord God, we thank you right now that you have given us your word. And your word is enough. Your word is enough to build a foundation of warfare. Lord, we are mighty warriors for your kingdom. And Lord God, the the kingdom of heaven suffereth violent, but the violent take it by force. We are committed to take it by force. We are committed to pray and continue to pray, to stay on our knees, to be in your word, to apply your word to this battle, to apply our, our authority to uproot and cast down all the plot plans and schemes of the enemy to do what it is that you've called us to do in the earth. Lord God, we promise that we will not stop until this battle is won and it will be by your spirit and in the spirit we shall prevail in the name of Jesus. God, I lift up every family right now that is suffering the loss of their loved ones. Every family, every friend, every co-worker, every educator, all of those who had to witness this, this mass murder, who had to witness the aftermath of this. Lord God, we thank you right now that you have released your spirit of comfort. Lord God, I ask that you would heal them, God, that you would do a deep and mighty healing in the hearts and minds of the people of our nation. Lord, we are hurting collectively the United States of America. We have been shaken year after year by gun violence. And Lord, I thank you right now that you are doing a work in each and every life. I rebuke the spirit of suicide out of the minds and hearts of the friends and family and those who have witnessed the aftermath of this tragedy, of the senseless murders. Lord, I rebuke the spirit of suicide. I rebuke the spirit 
the murdering spirit that is trying to duplicate itself into others to actually duplicate what has been done in these cities. I bind and rebuke you in the name of Jesus and I come against you with the blood of Jesus. You have no authority. You have no power. We will take back this nation. We will take back this nation through prayer. We will do it on our knees. We will do it throughout the day through praying in the spirit, through praying the word of God. We will use our weapons of warfare effectively to bring about change, to bring about healing, to bring about deliverance in this, in this realm, in this earth. And we also will bring about change in the spirit realm as well. We will win battles in the spirit and we will win the war in the earth. In the mighty and precious name of Jesus, God, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you, God. And we praise your holy name, God, because we know that you and you alone will get the glory out of this. We believe and we trust in you. In the name of Jesus, God, I pray. Thank you, Lord. Amen. So I want to thank each and every one of you for listening to the podcast today. I'm going to extend out my email address again. If you are in need of prayer, because this is something that has been very hard on you and your family. I do understand that this is something that is hard to grasp, especially when it keeps happening. I want to encourage you. I want to pray with you. So email me at livingwatersflowingministry at gmail.com. You can also reach out to me on Facebook. And that's under my name, Nina Menace. And you can message me. And I will definitely pray with you and also add you and your family to my prayer list. Um, those of you who are women of God, feel free to find our, our um, Queens of God group on Facebook. We would love to have you. We, we pray a lot. Um, we keep each other lifted up and encouraged. So feel free to do that, but stay connected. Do not think that we are defeated. We are more than conquerors through Christ who strengthens us. He is in us. He moves through us. He lives through us. Now we just have to fight. We have to fight. We don't even have to go out and and try to conjure up weapons and make our own weapons. We have the weapons already. He's given it to us in his word. So I implore each and every one of you to pray more now than you ever have in your entire life. Pray like your life depends on it because many lives do. We have to stand in the gap. We have to be that voice crying out. We have to do it because we have to see change. I love each and every one of you. And until we speak again, may the living waters continue to flow in your life. Have a blessed week.